The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept. And one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from beautiful, sunny, very sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. And as Mr. Rogers used to say, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Next week, we're going to have our very first call-in show. Gary Spinell, who's been with us before, has recorded an audio and authored a workbook to go with it titled 40 Unique and Powerful Keys to land your next job now. He's really an expert on the subject, and he's going to be available to answer your questions about getting a job. If you know somebody who's out of work or if you're out of work, you know, put this on your calendar, August the 2nd, 12 noon Pacific time, to call in and ask Gary. He's open to any questions you have, and he has such a creative way to approach getting a job that I know you'll find help here. He's made it work in his life, and he's open to sharing it with you. Call in next week. Because of all the trauma we've been hearing about in the news lately, and there has been an abundance, I declared this week Happiness Week on the Self-Improvement blog. Both major articles every day have been about happiness. You know, happiness is something we all want, and most of us can't define. We, we just know what it feels like. When we're happy, Charles Schultz in the 60s wrote a book called Happiness is a Warm Puppy. Um, My puppy leads me to believe that there's a time when this is not true, although they do bring you amazing happiness. To me, and I've been sitting with this a little bit to, to see what resonates with me, happiness is more than a feeling, but it is a feeling of well-being on on every front, well-being and contentment that really isn't shaken by what's going on around you. I can be happy and, you know, experience the, you know, the the bumps and traumas of every day and um the happiness is still there. Happiness science has demonstrated clearly has all kinds of positive effects on the body. Loving thoughts, kind thoughts, uh, pleasant thoughts about yourself, you know, warm thoughts about others. Now, all of these produce a corresponding state of healthy physiology for you. Conversely, negativity can create negative physiology, and we're going to talk about this today, happiness and your health, and we have the perfect guest to talk about this. Our guest today is a medical intuitive who can literally see the effects of happiness on your health, and I can't wait to hear what she has to say about this. Laura Cam is an author, lecturer, and pioneer 
in energy medicine and structural and medical intuition. She has 30 years of field experience, and it's amazing how she can do that when she only looks like she's about 21, but we won't go there. While studying to be an architect when she was around 26, Laura suddenly became very ill. She lost her eyesight and actually literally died in an ambulance on the way to the hospital. So having faced the ultimate challenge of death, you know, she was changed. She was delivered into a new way of being. She has keen intuitive abilities. She's been featured in national and international magazines, has been a guest on ABC, Fox News, and this show before. She uh, has assisted thousands of people from around the world, guiding them toward healing and personal empowerment through her public events, workshops, writings, and private consultations. She's the author of Intuitive Wellness, Using Your Body's Inner Wisdom to Heal, and Unlocking Your Intuitive Power, How to Read the Energy of Anything, and she has developed a color intuition kit. I am honored to call her my dear friend, and I'm more honored even to welcome her to the Self-Improvement Show. Laura, welcome. Thank you, Irene. It is always a great joy. It makes me very happy to be here with you and your listeners. So thank you for having me. Well, you have so much to share. Uh, you've been here before and you told your story, but you know we have a lot more listeners than we did then. And for those who don't know your story, give us a thumbnail of, of how you came to have the abilities you have now. Certainly. Um, like you and most people I know, we're all born with uh, intuitive abilities, intuitive skills, and I, I was too. And, you know, I had some really great experiences as a child and I thought everybody could see what I saw or felt what I felt in the way in which I could see it. You know, lights and energy glowing off of the flowers in the springtime and I'd pace up and down the yard to, to watch the daffodils and tulips start to emerge out of the ground because I could see their energy emerging first. And it always captivated me. Is a child, and we lived by the woods, so I spent many, many hours in the woods playing. And then uh, around the age of 16, I finally realized that uh, the rest of the kids in the band were not seeing what I was seeing, so I, I really shut it down. And I shut it down for about, oh, nine years. And, it's not okay to be different. Oh, no, no. It's, it, it, Kermit had it right. It's not easy to be green. So <laughs> I... I just, uh, you know, let it let it go, um, and really, I didn't let it go. That's not true. I stuffed it down. I stuffed it way, way, way down, so I could barely even find it anymore. And really, I just kind of checked myself um, in into what I call uh, onto what I call the clueless bus, and I just rode around my life, uh, not paying attention uh, in the way in which I knew I could, and the way in which I had through the rest of my life, my early life. And so I was married at the time, had two adorable little babies that I just played with all the time. They were our Irish twins. They were a year and four days apart. And when they were two and three years old, I made my way back to the university because I wanted to advance my current education and become an architect. Um, all those years in the woods growing up, I wanted to build homes and office buildings that would bring nature inside. So needless to say, Frank Lloyd Wright was one of my heroes. So I was very busy at Indiana State taking those courses, and on Super Bowl Sunday I became very ill 
And uh, 11 days later, after checking myself into the hospital in my hometown in Ohio, because I couldn't take care of myself or my children, so, so I made my way to Ohio. Um, and, uh, you know, I knew I was dying in that hospital, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. All of the tests, um, they, di- they didn't show anything, except one test showed that I was pregnant, which I just thought was ridiculous. And, and it was. And uh, so one morning, um, evidently, because I don't remember this, I uh, was screaming for the nurses that I couldn't see. So they came into my room, threw me into an ambulance, and I guess down the road it traveled at over 100 miles an hour because my husband was trying to find it, um, follow it rather, and he was going over 100 miles an hour. So down the journey I went uh, to another hospital, my mother by my side, and I didn't know where I was. I didn't recognize anything except I was in this beautiful black velvety soup and all pervasive love and consciousness. And I was comforted as if I was wrapped up in the softest, softest velvet blanket. And I just floated. I just floated along. And then suddenly everything burst open and I could see this young woman's body lying on the gurney. I didn't know who she was. I didn't recognize anyone in there. I knew there was another woman in there and a nurse in there and and this young woman on the gurney. And uh, then I heard the nurse say to this young woman, Laura, hang on, don't go yet, don't go yet. And then I recognized that as myself. And the nurse looked up at this other woman whom I then, just then, recognized as my mother. And she said, I'm sorry, she's gone. And I was gone. I flew out of there so fast into the light. In, there's no other word for this. It sounds so corny and so cliche, but it really is. Yeah, that's what it is. Is the light, the ultimate light. And fly in there, I did. And I had incredible experiences. I saw my childhood. I saw my life as I had lived it up until that time. And it really does flash in front of you holographically, in my experience, very full of dimension, all sounds, all sights, all thoughts, if you will, all the consciousness of everything. Whether I was looking at my brother and sister and I playing as children, I could hear our thoughts in addition to what we were saying. I could feel the willow tree and the consciousness of the tree as we played in it, because my brother, brother built this outrageous fort. I could feel and see everything very multidimensionally, simultaneously. And a little segue here, that is the way in which I see and perceive life to this day. And in my view, it is the way we are naturally to experience life. That And we'll talk more about that in a minute. So I had that experience and met wonderful beings and was shown things that I'll be doing in the future that I that I don't remember uh, as if I've watched a movie and like, oh, I remember that scene and, oh, yeah, I remember that too. It's not like that. When I move along the years in my life since this near-death experience, when I come to a certain juncture, the memory will come back flooding into me and I know I'm exactly where I need to be. I'm exactly on target with my life and what I'm here to do. So I came out of all that experience and woke up in a neuro ICU out of a coma. Turns out I had brain abscesses and spinal meningitis, not pregnancy. 
And um, luckily, I landed in the hands of an extraordinary neurosurgeon. Uh, and 10 days later, I started to slip again, and they did surgery. It was, uh, you know, love him. He said to me, he said, we'll have you in and out in a couple of hours. And then on the other side of the curtain, he's telling my family, you know, if she lives, she will probably be a vegetable. So be Oh, prepared. man. So, you know, God, God has a way of moving in our lives and surprising people. And, and I was certainly one of those, um, one of those blessed events that uh, I really am a walking miracle. So I believe in miracles every day. Every day is a miracle for me. And so I came out of that and, and you know, I started seeing colors again as I did with a, as, as a child. But they were much more vivid and much more dimensional. And my work just has evolved from there. It's, it's been it's been quite a journey. You couldn't ask for anything like this, and and I certainly didn't. Uh, no, you wouldn't even know at that point to ask for it. Actually, no, not at all. There's no structure for what I what I do. There's no roadmap or model, and and so I've just you know like everybody else in in our lives, we we just walk it. We we stumble and fall and trip and go. Ooh, ah, that's cool. I'll do that. Yeah. And get up and go on. Before we go to break, I want you to tell our listeners how to find you on the Internet because I think probably every one of them are going to want to get online and find you. Certainly. And that would be helpful for the rest of the show. So how do they find you on the Internet? Certainly, Irene. It's My web address is www.energymedicine.org or you can Google my name, Laura, L-A-U-R-A, Cam, K-A-M-M, and I'll pop right up. Ah, she's going to pop right up. So Google her now uh, so you can see the, the work that she does is really quite remarkable. www.energymedicine.org or Google Laura Cam. It's time for us to take a break, but when we come back, we'll hear more about Laura's life and the work that she does. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Laura Cam, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at World Talk Radio. Everyone has a belief system that they stand by. It's comfortable and safe. If you believe that a hot stove will burn you, you won't touch it. Sometimes beliefs like this are practical, but some belief systems may be protecting you a little too much. These are the ones that might be holding you back. There's a secret to changing your belief system, and by doing so, achieve goals and live a happier, better life. Start by tuning in to Subconscious Beliefs with Dr. Hein Lambrix, broadcasting live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. 
Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Laura Cam. Laura's a medical intuitive and uh, works with people all over the world uh, to help them heal. And Laura, I want to ask you, for the people who aren't familiar with energy medicine, tell us a little more about it. What do you do to help people and how does energy medicine work? Certainly. Energy medicine is actually a broad category of modalities that are considered both alternative and complementary. And complementary in this context means that they have been researched to some degree. Reiki, for instance, is a practice from Japan that is um, used widely even in hospitals now, and that's considered complementary medicine because it has been researched under Western research scrutiny. Now, alternative uh, practices such as you know, hands-on healing and things like that. They're just starting, and there's some good research on it, but it's just starting, and that's a part of um, energy medicine too. Acupuncture, homeopathy, practices such as jinshin, and uh, even massage can be considered part of energy medicine because you're moving and modulating the energy systems that are associated with the physical body. Typically, yeah, go ahead. It's interesting that we used to look on energy medicine as something a little way out there, but now that we're, everybody's more familiar with the fact that we are energy. That's what we are. We, so, we are indeed. Yeah, everything is, and our, and our bodies most certainly are. We have an electrical system, our nervous system, and that puts out electromagnetic pulses, and the field builds from there. There's a lot of research on that now. HeartMath Institute is a preeminent research uh, foundation that is doing a lot of work on that, and, and I worked with the complementary medical team, integrative medical team, rather, at Columbia Presbyterian University for several years, working with them as massage therapists and acupuncturists for their post-cardiac patients, teaching them, sharing with them concepts about how to support that patient's energy after the, you know, a very traumatic experience, a heart a heart episode or a heart surgery and their patients would respond very very well to the massage and, and any acupuncture that was given it was mostly massage at Columbia Presbyterian this is Dr. Oz's team and and so after after a patient come out they would have a choice of having this process done this massage done and the practitioners would go in and work the massage but they would also with, with the training that I shared with them would start to work their energy systems and, and people were, you know, I witnessed a patient uh, very depressed, very sad, very uncomfortable and 50 minutes later she had perked up, she was smiling, she was optimistic, she was happy and then the, the practitioner that I was working with that day and I were walking down the hall of the hospital and we saw her about 40 minutes later and she was up walking and she went, oh, you're here, you're here. I mean, it's a complete shift in somebody's emotion, in their level of happiness because energy 
stimulates the electricity in the nervous system in our body, and then those nerves start firing off, uh, or rather the nerves what to do. That tells them whether they're going to be happy or sad, positive or negative, based on the energy the neurotransmitters are putting out. Now, when you look at someone, yeah. um, and, you know, I know you help doctors make diagnosis by looking at them, at, at their clients, but when you look at a client and, well, let's just say when you look at a client, what can you see to determine whether or not they're happy, they're sad? Can you see the effect of negative or positive thinking in their physiology? All of the time, and let me let me just state this, because I'm not a physician, I don't diagnose anything. I leave that up to the doctors. I assess people's energy and their physiology for a physician if I'm working with them or for the individual themselves, and I do see it. I see it all the time. Now, the interesting thing to me is that when I find a thought form of happiness, sadness, or anything, fear, anything in between on that continuum of emotion... If I find it in the field, it is not as impactful as it is when I find it in the cellular tissue of the body. For instance, I can go into somebody's heart, literally in, you know, put my consciousness right in the middle of their heart and stand there and kind of look around in a 360-degree way. I move in and out of the tissue in a variety of angles in order to make an, um, a more accurate assessment of what's going on physically and when I go into, say, this heart, and all of a sudden I hear screaming or crying or even joy or a sense of humor, sometimes I find these most brilliant senses of humor in, the, in people, you know, that tells me that emotional component has literally drilled itself into the cellular structure of the body. And that does affect chemistry very much. It affects everything that you do. It is a huge filter. Our emotions are huge filters through which we live our lives and to have it embedded that deeply into tissue, fear or love, it doesn't matter which one on that continuum, it really presents itself in our life and everything we do. So to remain happy, to remain, as you said so beautifully in the beginning, to be content, that's my personal goal and that's where I try to move other people when they're suffering because it's, you know, life is not easy and it's non-discriminatory when it comes to suffering. You noticed. <laughs> I just had a sense about that somehow. Yeah. So let's say you're working with a, a new client and, and you see some of the things. Uh, my first question to ask you is, what is it like for you when you're standing there looking <laughs> around at all this tissue and these cells? And, you know, I can't even imagine what it would be like for you as the practitioner experiencing this. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here with this huge grin on my face because it really is the most amazing process for me as well. I am so privileged to be able to work with people and even dogs and cats and horses um, because I, I get to see who they really are. And, and, you know, we all walk around and struggle, you know, who am I? Am I that glossy magazine? Oh, I want to do that. Maybe I'm this or maybe I'm that. And I don't know where I am, but I get to see who they really are. And, and, I, and I support them in, in drawing that out and just painting the picture of it uh, for them. And, they, and then it feels right to them. It feels organic. And then we know we're on target here. 
Um, but it's it's a miraculous thing. I do still see, like I did see on the other side, in a multi-dimensional way simultaneously. So it is all color, all energy, sound, sensory data coming in at me simultaneously. Now, and how do you interpret what this means if you're being bombarded? Yeah, in you know, in every direction. How how do you interpret? what this means well that's a great question and and yes a lot is coming in some of it isn't relevant in the moment so through the years I've, I've built up great discernment skills on what's valid and important in the moment and relevant to the intention that I'm going in with now speaking of intention it's extremely important in my work and also when a client comes to me I ask them what do you want my help with? Because they'll say something like, well, my left knee hurts. And while they're saying that, I'm watching their body's energy respond and I'm seeing them fall off a horse three years ago and hurting their lower back, which then track down structurally to their left knee at this point in time. So, so I tease everything out to what's relevant. Can you give us some examples of some of the things you've seen without divulging any client information? Mm-hmm. You know, what give us an example of some of the things you've worked with maybe recently or you know, in the past. You know, so we get a better idea of some of the things you see and what you can do with it. Sure, sure. And this is where the structural comes in as well because, you know, everything's got structure to it. Energy, our physiology, uh, even air has a structure to it. So So in one case, I was working with a business owner in New York City, and uh, I think I, where was I? I was here in Arizona at the time uh, on the call, and they had some plumbing issues. So I looked underneath the infrastructure of the building and the floor, floor and uh, through the girders and uh, found a eight inch pipe that shimmied down into a larger pipe. And it was at that point of, um, that point of meeting about 19 feet east of where the sink drain was, was a huge clog. And she had called me in so she didn't have to, you know, really pay a lot of engineer fees to get it done. <laughs> it went right to the source. So it doesn't matter whether it's a body or a building or anything, you can, you can look at it. And so, so I did. So I found, I found that. And another person called because they had a leak in a in their home, and I said, it's in the upper left. They said, yes, and, and I said, it's coming from upstairs in a radiator, and it's leaking down this wall and that wall, and then they found it. Then they could find the leak because the plumbers couldn't find the leak. So that's some of the structural work I do. I found mold in people's houses and, you know, all kinds of interesting things like that. Yeah, I wouldn't want you to look around mine right now. Um, what about people? Uh, you know, have you – I remember you telling me once about a lady who had – had a, an experience in a school bus, and it was impacting where she was in these later years. Do you remember that story? No, I don't. I'm ah, not calling that right now. I'm that's sorry. okay. <laughs> I, I don't know why it just flitted into my mind, but it did. Um, what about with people? You, you oh, know, people might come to you saying, "Help me with this," and you know, do you often see other things that? You know, may be impacting that they're not aware of. Oh, of course, and and um, and so every you know every session is different, obviously, because every person is very unique. So, so again, this intention is very important. Um, the thing that I think I pay most attention to, and how I want to answer this question, is that 
is that there may be something wrong with, say, their intestinal tract. Um, however, the root of it is usually a nervous system. Um, you know, people's fears and uh, their, their abilities to process their own information consciously or unconsciously gets locked in the body. And it affects a myriad of our physical systems, let alone our energetic systems. So while I'm looking at one, say, a small intestinal tract, I'll dial in. Uh, down in, into a pretty deep level, down into a cellular level and even a molecular level where I can watch protein molecules um, uh, irritate the, the cause irritation in the small intestinal tract because the body can't absorb them very effectively. So I'll look at things like that. And while I'm looking at something like that, and I say look because I'm extremely visual, it's like I live in a Petri dish most of the time under a microscope, you know, I'm watching other systems in their brain or thought forms that are that are in their emotional heart talk about how they just can't stand it anymore and they just got to move on and, and they're too afraid and they don't know who they are. And then I hear those thoughts and then I go start looking out into their energy field and I say, well, have you ever thought about writing a book? Because there are three of them lined up in your field. And I'm saying it's about this one and you talk about this and that and that. And they're going, yes, I've always thought about that. Then all of a sudden their energy changes, their chemistry starts shifting. I can watch the synaptic function in their brain start firing a different way. But, you know, even even on a very deeply spiritual level, you know, their their loved ones start coming into their field more more brightly because they're starting to wake up to who they are. And it only takes a few minutes to get that job done. It, it takes as much time or actually even less time than it does for me to speak about it because it happens so quickly energetically that to talk about it slows slows the whole thing down it's really a fascinating um way to live my life and i i can't imagine anything about this and when they get this insight how long does it take to see a cellular change um from some you know negativity in their field to a more positive um uh positive what Positive energy in their field. Yeah, pos- well, that can happen instantaneously. A shift in energy is just—it's it's a flash of lightning. It's—it's it's so fast. I mean, one hundred eighty-nine thousand miles in a second is—is is energy or light, and so it, it changes faster than I can even detect it. Let's put it that way, because I'm still working with a slow brain here. <laughs> even though my perceptions are lightning fast, I'm working, it has to dial down through my mechanics, through my brain, and then I have to talk about it. So that takes a long time, comparatively speaking. But when, when to answer that more directly, as far as the cellular level, that's when their work begins. We all have our work to do to make sure we can be the happiest camper, the most contented, the most awake we can possibly be. And that's where consistency comes in. That's where we have to, I believe, um, sustain some level of practice, whether it's going to church or going out into the woods, if that's your church, to pray, to meditate, yoga, tai chi, energy work, whatever, whatever works, knitting, reading spiritual information, anything and everything that can infuse you on a consistent basis to bring happiness and contentment into your field and into your body. Because if it's in your field, your nervous system is going to pick up on it. Then the hormones are going to get kicked into gear. And that's what changes the chemistry. So if we walk around being grumpy gusses all the time, that's (laughs) 
reflect in our chemistry. I want to talk more about this when we come back from break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Laura Camp, saying stay tuned. We're going to be back with more about how you can help your body by happy thoughts. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. World Talk Radio presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Step up to the microphone. View the finalists right now on VoiceAmericaKids.tv. America's next great star is waiting to be discovered. Step up to the microphone is an exclusive presentation for VoiceAmerica.tv, where you can see and hear America's next top child star. The program is hosted by Voice America's own Cassie Frazier, and new episodes will be available every week exclusively at VoiceAmericaKids.tv. You can say you saw them at the beginning of their superstar career. Tune in to VoiceAmericaKids.tv. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self improvement show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest and dear friend Laura Cam. We've been talking about intuitive medicine, energy healing, energy medicine. And just before the break, Laura gave you a list of things that people can do to turn things around so they're more positive in their thinking, more positive with their energy. Uh, and I'd like to continue with this thought. When Let's say I'm your client and when you first saw me, I just was really down on myself. And my thinking was negative, and you gave me some things to do. You know, you had me start meditating. You you showed me how I can do this. You ha- gave me some information about things I could read that would lift my spirits, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing what you told me to do. Well, that's a joke, isn't it? <laughs> I've been doing all of this just like I'm supposed to. What do you, what can you generally see in somebody when they begin to do some positive work, Mm -hmm. whatever their illness is, what can you see in their body that lets you know they've been doing it? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, the, the color and texture and viscosity of the energy changes. And so when you have to look at it this way, or at least I look at it this way, everything is consciousness. Consciousness is first and foremost. And from consciousness becomes energy. Energy is emitted from consciousness. 
and conscious, or then the energy has a certain frequency, and frequency is patterns, all right? And patterns create a vibration, and vibrations then start settling into a form. So when I go in and I see a certain thought form that's gone from consciousness all the way through that continuum is now a form, I try and first track back to what happened, where were you, what were the thoughts around it, what situation, what people were involved. And then you would say, Irene, yes, that's exactly right. And I'll say, what happened at 14? Because I see this, this, and this around it. It looks like this emotion strong. looks like you moved, something happened, and it impacted you this way. So we do that kind of discovery first. And then you go do the work. And so when you come back for a follow-up, then I can go in and I can track where that thought form is. I can see the space that is created because that's the first thing that shows up well, I guess it's right along there with the color changes in of uh, the energy structure. It's the space that is then created. So and, when you found something, a, a trauma, say at age 14, mm-hmm. um, is what do you need to do then to shift that to a more positive energy? Does just discovering it make the difference or you know, what do you do there? Well, it can. I mean, if we've lost something and then suddenly we find it, we're usually pretty darn happy about that. Even yeah. even if it's a, a traumatic experience, because once you find something and link it up to behavior patterns and feelings that are stopping you or slowing you down in your present life, there's a release to that. There's a healing that takes place just in the process of discovery. And then I've uh, then I've created exercises and practices. They're more practices that people use that are very specific to whatever we find in them. And then they work with those, and and it just it shifts it. It changes it to where they where they naturally are. Because anything that has been slowing you down keeps you from your natural organic alignment. And when you discover it and start moving it out and working with it and saying hello, not running away anymore, be, being awake to it, it's it just says, okay, I don't need to stay around anymore because you're awake and it's time for you to be who you are. So if you have a client who's just been surrounded with grief in their life yeah. you know they're they're generally depressed yeah is this what you do to help turn them around find out where things started and then move forward uh, to see what you need to, to help them change or do you you know how what do you do because you know somebody who's depressed is pretty overwhelmed with yeah with this yeah it's the depression is a really really tough thing because you there's so much chemistry going on especially if it's a chemical depression which is the first thing I look for I look at levels of serotonin I look at brain chemistry and I look at synaptic function and how things are going how sleep patterns are and I can tell all that by looking at people's brain waves and and really literally the synaptic function in the brain and Somebody's brain will tell me when they're waking up at 1.35 in the morning to 3.37. I mean, it gets that precise sometimes. So, so I can tell all those physiological things. And then we go work on the emotional components that are attached to it. And where does that sit in their energy body and physical body? Because it is a part of working with energy. And, and, and I actually work with what I call the four intelligences. Physical, emotional, spiritual, 
and energetic. So I'm assessing those four intelligences in their body in, in say, this depressed, beautiful person um, all of the time while I'm in session with them. And I bring in the spiritual and help remind them who they really are. Because without that anchor of spirit, the depression is going to have a hard time letting go. And they're going to have a hard time letting go of the depression because it's what they know best. Okay, does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And sometimes they're very comfortable in that depression. And, you know, it's scary not to have it cocooning you. Right. And some, and, and a lot of times, especially if it's, you know, really, really tough and longstanding depression, it's, it's usually chemically based by that point. And so then, then I'm a real, then I suggest, you know, make sure you're checking with your doctors. I'm a real, I think, pretty spot on holistic practitioner. I have sent clients uh, that I've worked with over the phone to emergency rooms because they have been working with strictly alternative practitioners and, and they really needed to see a doctor. And, you know, there it was, there was a cancer when they, you know, and I'm looking at it going, please go to the emergency room. Please get help right away. And sure enough, it wasn't a good story. But, but I also firmly believe in Chinese medicine and alternative things like prayer and, um, uh, psychotherapy, and, because we need witnesses. My goodness, this world is crazy stressful sometimes. And and one of the things I learned about living in big cities like New York City, I mean, everybody has a therapist there, even for their dogs. So. Yes. But these are really smart people. They live in a very intense culture, and you've got to have a witness to your own life and your process. So, so living in New York a little while and watching the intensity of that city taught me that Wow, therapy's really, really a lot better than I had thought it was. So, you know, I use all these pointers to to support people with. And I don't throw them out just for the heck of it. If somebody needs to go see their their chaplain or their 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 guru or their priest more than they need to see an MD and their body tells me that, you know, that's where I direct them. But I always always err on the side of caution when it comes to medical things and physiology because Western medicine's pretty darn good at detection, and if they can't find anything, that's often a good thing. And then you start working with Chinese medicine and the psychotherapy and your own self. You have to connect to your own spirit, no matter what other modality you choose to get better or to move you along. You have to connect to your own soul. Without that connection, you're just a leaf blowing in the wind. And, and what do you? How do you have people? begin to connect with their soul when when they have never been able to do this well actually there's a there's a little exercise in in intuitive wellness my book that i'll share here very briefly it's very simple you sit down cool your jets calm your breathing <laughs> relax and you ask that a sensation and the image and the presence of your soul come to you. And it's okay to have pen and paper in your hand when you do this. Make sure the house is quiet, obviously. And just sit and wait. And it's okay if you don't feel or see anything. Most people, in my experience, are very surprised and delighted and comforted by what they experience. And it comes in in, a different, in different ways for everybody. So it's very easy. Calm down. Have pen and paper. Ask. Ask for it, this beautiful part of yourself to come in, because we are soul first, 
bodies second. We just forget that because our bodies make us hungry and tired and happy and cranky and we pay more attention to the squeaky wheel. And all those things. And I know you used to tell me when I first met you, your mantra with me was trust your information. Yeah. Now, you're getting real information. Trust it. And in the beginning, we, we don't, we don't know that it's okay to trust this information. We've never heard it before. We've never trusted it before. That's right. So, you know, Laura Cam says, <laughs> Trust your information. I, I've told that to so many clients in the last few years. You know, this dear friend of mine says, "Trust your information." You have to do that. Um, and you work with patients or clients with all kinds of illness, physical as well as emotional, don't you? Yes, I do. Everything in the book, from genetic disorders to you know, everyone's terror, cancer, and uh, just about everything in between, autoimmune. You know, I look at people's teeth all the time, toes, bones, blood, you know, and, and all those billions of little cells in our body, trillions of cells in our body. I just look at everything, whatever anybody needs, you know. Is there a constant that you see when you're looking with some, at somebody with any kind of illness, physical or emotional? Is there one thing that's always present? Um, that's a um, I'm thinking like anger or bitterness or there, there, there are always certain qualities with with diseases. Uh, so yes, that's true. With you know the chronic fatigue, there are there are certain particle structures and different colors and textures to those particles in the energy field. The, they move at a certain speed, or they're um, or they're located in usually the torso area of the body with direct uh, lines into adrenals, lymphatic systems, things of that nature. Um, you know, cancer has about seven or eight flags that have to raise for me before I'll even start pointing toward that. And, and having them get to their doctor and listening to what their doctor is saying to them because that's a terrifying disease and fear and, and let alone a diagnosis. And it's really important that, in my experience, that people go the whole gamut of holism to work with a disease like cancer. So, so there are common patterns within every disease, and that's a whole different show because that's um, – I mean, I could go on with every major disease that, that we deal with from time. Right, yeah. It's yeah. time for us to go to break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about this. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Laura Cam, saying stay tuned. We're going to be back with more. We're making it easier to listen to the World Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hi, this is Rochelle and Jeff from Travel Hub Radio with another Travel Hub tip. You're late for your flight and there is a long line at the security checkpoint. What can you do as a traveler to improve time and efficiency and make your flight quickly? One idea is to take everything out of your pockets, such as sunglasses, cell phones, PDAs, pagers, and other metal and electronic objects. Put them in an easily accessible pocket on your carry-on luggage. If security asks you to display or operate these items, they're right there. Plus, you won't hold up the line when you have to do the walk. 
a metal belt buckle or a wristwatch is usually not a problem, but be aware of them and ready to remove them quickly if needed. Wear comfortable shoes that can be quickly slipped off and on if you are asked to remove them. Most of all, if the security personnel give you specific directions or ask you a question, don't argue. Just comply and cooperate. It's not personal. They're just doing their job. For traveling tips and much more, make sure you tune into Travel Hub Radio or listen to the show archives and podcast right here on World Talk Radio and at TravelHubRadio.com. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon and my guest, Laura Cam. Laura's a medical intuitive, and you've heard about some of the things she does to help people know what's going on and to help them begin to heal. A um, couple questions, Laura. You see a lot of clients. You do some one-on-one consultations. What person, you know, if people are thinking about working with you, um, who can benefit the most from working with you? How, who can you help the most? Well, the, anybody. The, the answer would be yes, if they're open, because you, you really have to be open to this. You know, when I have a skeptical or a cautious client or somebody who's trying to test me, I can certainly do that. I've been doing this for a long, long time. But for me, in my experience, it's like throwing myself up against a brick wall all the time because any kind of resistance toward their own healing, because they're not, it's not about testing me, it's about their own resistance to their own healing. And all they, the projection is about me and my skill. But, but sooner or later, the, you know, all I have to do is tickle their funny bone energetically and tell them <laughs> they are and really go in and see how beautiful they are and then they start to relax so you it really is easier for them and we get a lot more done if they're open and willing to explore who they are what's going on in their body what are the emotional um, components to their disease or their illness or condition and why they can't get off the couch why they can't get their job is it the location that they live in because I work on you know, I can look at a, I look at the country or the planet and the world and see where they would be best served. And I'm not an astrologer. I don't do any of that. All I need is a person's first name. I don't even need their age, you know, and because that's, I just tune into where they are. So the, a person who's open is the best person to work with all of the time. So you do your work by phone. They don't have to come to an office somewhere. No, I used to see people in person, and then my work became very global, and, and then it didn't make any sense to hold a physical office anymore. So I work out of a cozy little room in my home. You can do this work in your jammies then. But I never, ever do. I never do. I'm always fully dressed. I never wear shoes inside anyway, but I am always fully dressed when I go to work uh, in the morning when I sit down because 
I, I can very easily move from my life into the work of a medical intuitive in my work life, and I always keep those separate as much as I can. I totally agree with you. I have to get up, suit up, and show up you bet. You know, five steps away from my bedroom into my office. Right, right. When I'm going to do serious work, I, I need to do that. Yeah, I want to If be somebody silly. wanted to work with you as a client, mm-hmm. how would they contact you? Can they find you on the Internet? What's the best way to get to you? It's always best to go to the website, which is www.energymedicine.org. My email address is laura at energymedicine.org. And because I travel a lot with work, it's a lot easier to handle life via email these days. So in any international clients, I always, you know, we have the option for telephone or Skype. And I can Skype with anyone so we can have an audio or a visual chat. So and that's nice when you can see huh. your client on, on video on Skype. I would it, think that would be helpful. It, it is nice. It's comforting for them. And I, t- I always tell them I'm going to be looking away and down because I'd rather look in than at when I'm in a session. So, but I, I love looking at their faces and connecting to them. It's just beautiful. I would think so. Yes. I know you're doing more than one-on-ones, um, I, and I know you have a conference coming up actually right here in Phoenix. Um, tell us some of the things you're doing. Tell us about your workshop in October. Well, it'll be a, 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 it's going to be a great experience, not only for me, but I know for the attendees there. It's a three-day professional training, and what that means is, is that I'm going to teach people who are already doing healing work, intuitive work, of some kind or those who know this is their calling or are just curious about whether or not it's their calling to come in and I'm going to teach them very simple systematic ways to do very effective intuitive readings and they can apply it to any context they're working in. I know there are a lot of people out there taking different modality trainings and all of that in healing and counseling and and just anything to be of service to others. And in order to do that effectively, my premise is is that you have to have a really sharp intuition. And that's one of the things I do best is to teach people how to read, read anything. As one of the the audio programs says, how to read the energy of anything. Of anything. And let me tell you, I've been in some of Laura's classes and she really, truly can do this. You know, and if your heart's telling you that you you know this is something you might like to do please please go yeah. to her website it's on your website i know cuz i i saw it there right um, sign up today is it limited is the size of this limited or the course uh, is limited to 50 people because i want to keep uh, i want to keep it relatively small i've taught hundreds before certain things but this type of uh, content i want to keep limited so we can have a much more personal interaction with everyone and you can also sign up for the newsletter if you want to at www.energymedicine.org and and then you'll be apprised of other workshops because I'll be starting trainings in 2013 in medical intuition a lot of people have been asking to learn from me. I'm so blown away and honored about that. So I've put together a really multi-year curriculum for those who are really serious about it. I always tell students for medical intuition, you have to have a heart of gold and a spine of steel to do this work. And if you organically have that, you're going to sail right through these trainings and, and just be there to help so many people. And that's what the world needs. And it will help you too. 
you know, anybody who comes to this always benefits personally. Oh, absolutely. Uh, grows so much. Absolutely. And that's where the growth starts. That's where it all starts because we focus not only on techniques of how to, how to help and be of service more effectively for others, but you, <laughs> you got to do your own homework. Got to do your own work. Laura, we're right up to the end of the show. I, I can't believe that. We're going to have to have you back much sooner the next time than we did this time. Um, what's the last thought you'd like to leave? Not the, their last thought, but you know, what is the thought you'd like to leave our listeners with today? I think the most important thing, when you wake up and start your day, you can choose to be open and be happy. And when you are connected to that sweet, deep part of yourself, you will be guided in every step of the way. If you can let go of control, you'll find a lot more happiness with each step you take. And yes, and absolutely, and you can create your own. Yes. It's we, your, we have yeah. that. That's the way it goes. You create it, yes. You create it. Next week's guest is Gary Spinell, who's going to answer your questions about how you can still get the job of your dreams, even in these tough times. You can get your dream job. It's our first call-in show, so put it on your calendar. Please call in and ask Gary your questions. Laura, it has been so wonderful having you on. I, I appreciate it so much, and I appreciate the work you do. Thank you, Irene. It's just always my pleasure. I look forward to the next time. We will definitely have a, a next time, and I'll let you know well in advance so you can get it on your calendar. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Laura Cam, saying thank you for being with us today. Come back next week when we have Gary Spinell. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.